Conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. And on this episode of the American Laundry News Podcast, we're talking about improving laundry utilities and cost efficiency with Seth Willer, National Sales Manager for Jabao Industrial, a division of Continental Jabao. Seth has held numerous sales positions at Continental over the past 15 years. He started with commercial distribution management in the central U.S. and western Canada, then transitioned to director of sales for Southern California out of the West Coast office. In this position, Seth gained experience selling OPL and vended equipment directly to end-user customers and laundry developers. For the past 10 years, he has focused on the Jabao industrial segment, working with a mixture of distributor and direct end-user customer accounts. He's an active member in TRSA and the Association for Linen Management and the Vacation Rental Management Association. Glad to have you on the phone with us, Seth. Thanks for the invite, Matt. Appreciate it. Let's start diving into our conversation and let's define efficiency. How do you define efficiency in terms of cutting energy and utility usage and the costs in a laundry? So for me, efficiency relating to energy usage means using the right balance of utilities, that's your water, your gas, electric, to achieve the overall laundry goals. So what does this mean? So for example, I mean, you can focus on water efficiency and you can have a wash cycle that uses an extremely low amount of water. So, okay, great. That's that's energy efficient relating to water. But what's the side effect of that is you have to compensate for the low water level. And that's typically either a longer wash process, which means you have more labor costs or you have to use more chemicals. So increased chemical costs. So even though it's energy efficient, your per pound spending on chemicals or labor is higher. So is this really good for the overall efficiency of the laundry? So, you know, efficiency means keeping your eye on the the main overall laundry goals, but having those levels dialed in to be as low as possible. I'll bring this up more than once in the conversation. You, You have to talk about labor efficiency right along with it. And having the efficient operators is, is a huge impact on energy savings. The machines in a laundry are built to be effective, but if they're not used to their full potential, your efficiency gains aren't going to exist. And when we're talking about efficiency, how is efficiency measured and who determines if peak efficiency is reached, if it ever is? I mean, basically, who is setting the standard when it comes to efficiency? So this is all through benchmarking. My primary experience has been with on-premise laundries and smaller commercial laundries. And as an industry, I think we have a lot of work to do with benchmarking and, and training and educating our, our customers, you know, just just out there, the ones that are running these laundries. Because, you know, almost all OPL utilities, for example, you know, if you've got a, a laundry room in the basement of a, a large hotel, typically those utilities are tied into the entire building. So you go ahead and talk to that laundry room manager and they have no clue how much water they're using or how much natural gas or electricity they're using because it just goes on the on the hotel utility bill that comes at the end of the month. So, in, and the same is for smaller commercial laundries. I mean, even though it may be standalone, it's very seldom that I'll see, you know, them monitoring their utilities and know exactly what percentage of utilities are, are being used. So, I mean, it's that benchmarking and it's really dialing in and knowing what's going on in that laundry is, is how you measure them. Um, so, uh, you know, almost all new laundry equipment has some level of reporting 
Um, it's just a matter of the management recording this information, comparing it to laundry production, and, and benchmarking doesn't have to be a complicated process. I mean, you add up all your costs for the laundry, and then you compare that to the production you put out. And it's just, if you can do something to measure performance to baseline it, and then you can improve off of that. And, you know, looking to, to see who's setting the standard, I would look to, um, you know, the Textile Rental Services Association or, um, you know, the Association for Linen Management, GRSA and ALM. Um, they both have industry reports that you can compare your utility usage to other laundries out there and their benchmarks. You previously mentioned the employees and you just talked about education. How important is it to educate the employees about the usage of the equipment to achieve this maximum efficiency? It's it's huge. I mean, it's it's really the employees are the ones that, that matter with the education side of things. I mean, you know, laundry managers and supervisors and owners, I mean, they can go to, you know, these TRSA or, um, you know, ALM events or, or laundry college and learn about these efficiencies. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's the operators that are the ones doing the work. And, and if they don't have a, an understanding of, uh, you know, why they're doing this or, you know, just don't have that buy-in, I mean, they're, I won't say they're not going to do it, but, um, you know, they're, they're the ones that, that are driving the machines. I mean, they're, they're the ones that are responsible to, to make sure they're running to their full potential. Right. You could have all the numbers in the universe, but it's not going to change anything unless the people running the equipment are doing it. Yeah, exactly. And it comes down to execution. That's that's it. Now let's talk about the managers and supervisors. I know in your career, you've talked with a lot of managers and supervisors. In general, what do they talk about when they bring up efficiency? So I'll go back to kind of my opening statement about, you know, efficiency and energy efficiency all tied into labor efficiency. So labor efficiency is probably the number one topic when I'm talking to, to people that are running laundries. Um, number two is equipment and technical maintenance. You know, another huge, huge area that affects energy efficiency, because if the machines aren't running properly, then, the you know, you're not going to get the efficiency gain. And then I would probably say energy efficiency would be the third. And when you're speaking with the managers and supervisors, what are some of the common requests, the complaints, the, the needs that they bring up when they're talking about washroom efficiency in their laundry? I would say, you know, we mostly talk about managing labor and maintaining equipment. Labor and maintenance basically dominate the conversation. What kind of advice do you give them? How do you help them improve that efficiency? What I'll usually say is start at the top. I mean, if you invest in good managers, good supervisors, and good technical managers, you're going to be good to go. I mean, if you're strong in those three areas, that's that's really where it starts. If they understand the whole process and understand why the laundry needs to be energy efficient, that will trickle down into their staff and and keep everything running smooth. Now, what are some of the kind of less common complaints that are brought up and maybe something that they don't think about? And, and what's your advice for those kind of complaints? I guess the, the need um, that came to mind was capital purchases. You know, we work quite often with, with larger organizations. I mean, you know, some of the larger hotel chains, you know, where they do have hotels with 500, 1,000 rooms. And the sort of corporate hierarchy there can be a little tricky to navigate. And you talk to the, the people at the operations level and, you know, of course, everybody wants new machines. I mean, they want energy efficient machines, but, it, you know, it, 
it's quite a process to to approve that capital purchase. So I've worked with a, a number of laundry managers, you know, head of engineering to prepare different ROI scenarios. I mean, I've prepared presentations that these people have taken and presented at budget meetings. You know, we'll let them present it. I mean, let us be your industry experts and and make you look good. I mean, there's an army of equipment manufacturers, distributors, and consultants that work in the laundry industry that can help with that ROI and justification reporting. Okay. Well, now let's talk about basically looking at washers, dryers, and finishing equipment. Which of those areas in the washroom do you find to be most efficient in general? So... Probably out of those three, uh, you know, let's start with the washroom. I would say looking at the the volume of the current laundry, it, if you have the volume to warrant a tunnel washer, which would be a threshold of about over 1,500 pounds of production per hour, I would seriously look at buying a tunnel washer. I know they're expensive up front, but that tunnel washing technology is light years ahead of open pocket washers in terms of efficiencies. So the two biggest advantages in a tunnel washer is one, labor efficiency. I mean, you know, if you look at your your benchmark, your benchmark uh, variable of pounds per operator hour in an open pocket laundry where you're, you know, you're loading and unloading front load washers, you're likely going to be at about 450 to maybe 500 pounds of production per operator. When you flip over to a tunnel, that number is going to jump up to 2,500 to 3,000 pounds of production per operator. So you can see a huge, huge labor efficiency flipping over to a tunnel washing system. The other big advantage of a tunnel washer is water efficiency. So, you know, again, comparing it to an open pocket washer that uses about two and a half to three gallons of water per pound of laundry processed. Tunnel washers, because they have built-in water reuse systems, they can use as little as 0.4 to maybe a gallon per pound of laundry processed. So massive, massive savings in those two those two areas. And you know, again, go back to my previous comment about the the ROI calculators. Um, you know, go out to equipment manufacturers, to distributors, and if you think you're you're in or above this threshold of 1,500 pounds of production per hour, run an ROI calculation. And almost all of the time, that that equipment will pay for itself in in three to five years at the very latest, if not if not much much sooner. So just continuing on the washroom side. So say you're you're below that 1,500 pounds per hour. Um, if you don't have the volume to warrant a tunnel, then at least have high extract machines. You know, looking 300 to 400 plus G-force, just because you're, you're trying to get that water out of the laundry, and it's far far cheaper and quicker to remove water in a washer through a high G-force extract than it is to heat it up and evaporate it in a dryer or ironer. So talking about, uh, and, and again, just kind of moving around the, the laundry room, yeah. um, talking yeah. about finishing. So finishing, I would probably put in the, the energy efficient category, um, just because talking specifically about chest ironers, there have been major advances in energy efficiency in chest ironers just in a, even in the last 10, 15 years. I heard a, a stat that something like 85% of all new chest ironers sold today are self-contained thermal fluid, natural gas fired ironers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before that, those were all steam. So you look at that from a, an energy efficient efficiency standpoint, 
you know, a steam boiler, you know, you're looking at probably 80-ish percent efficiency at the boiler. I mean, by the time that steam travels through the lines and gets to the ironer, you're going to probably be in the 70 somewhere percent efficiency. And you you compare that versus a self-contained thermal oil ironer, and you know your efficiencies are going to be 92 to 95 percent efficient. Okay, yeah, you've already talked about some ways to improve the efficiency. Let's talk a little bit about some of the easier ways to improve efficiency in in a laundry, like the low-hanging fruit. What kind of advice do you have for a laundry operator for just some of the easy ways to do that? All right, so. Uh, low-hanging fruit, I would say preventative maintenance. You know, I, I equate driving laundry equipment to, to driving a car. You, you know, you take care of these these machines and they'll take care of you. I mean, if you have a even a brand new car and you drive it and you don't change the oil, you don't change the tires, you don't change the brakes, um, it's not going to perform very well, probably in a pretty short time period. Um, laundry equipment's very similar. Even new equipment. I mean, you, you have to understand that it's production equipment. And I mean, we're, we're an equipment manufacturer and I would never, ever, ever tell someone that our machines don't break because they're machines <laughs> and, right. and they do. Um, so, I mean, having that preventive maintenance is, is, is huge with efficiency. You know, looking at stuff like, uh, you know, maintaining water and drain valves, you know, countless, countless laundries I've seen where, you know, they have a drain valve where maybe the seal's gone bad and, and water's just running through the washer straight out the drain. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It is, um, uh, you know, maintaining compressed air lines and valves on, on feeders and folders, dryers and iron or exhaust fans. Lint in in dryers and ironers is can be a huge problem if it's not taken care of. Right. Um, you know, and and all of that has a, has an impact on efficiency and performance. And, and one other point that I'll bring up with preventive maintenance is, uh, you know, just regarding efficiency and poundage without losing quality is, you know, when you have a good PM program in place, you'll typically catch breakdowns before they happen. So, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than when you're in full production and you have an ironing line that, you know, should be putting out seven or 800 sheets per hour and that goes down. And then you've got three people basically just standing up in front of that ironer with their hands in their pockets, you know, waiting for it to be fixed. If you've got a good PM schedule, those type of situations can be avoided. Are there ways that efficiency can be increased uh, that an operator may not think about or maybe a little bit more involved to implement? Are there certain techniques that they can do? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that came to mind was your, your chemical rep relationship. You know, if you don't have a close relationship with your chemical rep, you need to. The, the chemical companies are the ones that are basically driving your wash process. I mean, they're the ones that program your machines. So, so make sure you understand how and why the programs they've selected are best for you. So really dive into that. That's, that's a big one with, you know, just your, your time processing and the utilities that are going into that that wash process. The other one that came to mind was thermal recovery systems. There's a there's a number of companies out there that um, you know they manufacture water and heat recovery systems. So you know you can be reusing drain water. Um, so that's just for water, but there's also thermal recovery. So if you have a, a you know let's say a wash bath that drains out and it's hot, you know it's 140, 120 degrees when it comes out, you can run that hot water through a heat exchange 
before it goes down to the sewer and actually preheat the incoming water so you don't have to spend as much energy heating it up in the wash process. I mean, we don't want to send more more heat than we have to down the sewer and just, you know, scrubbing as many BTUs as you can from, you know, from that water is, is only going to benefit you. Now, is there ever a point where a laundry, the equipment reaches maximum efficiency? It can't go any further? I mean, can a a laundry operator tell when it's reaching that point where it can't cut much more in terms of utilities or usage? Or is there a next step they can take? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I would say just identifying when you hit that level. I mean, one, you're going to have your own benchmarks. I mean, you're going to have your own benchmark reporting. You know, let's say you compare that against the other industry reports that are out there and you're like, all right, I'm 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 doing pretty good. If I was in that position, I would turn to employee retention. I mean, you know, you've hit that level because of your team. I mean, you, you know, you've got good operators, you've got good managers, good supervisors, a great technical staff. All of those people are the reason you've hit that peak. And I would just, I would focus on retaining them. I mean, I, I would probably just turn into a cheerleader at that point and just say, <laughs> hey, how can I keep you people happy and, you know, keep the operation as it is? You know, I, I'd also be, you know, looking on the horizon of, of new technologies. Keep, a, you know, keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry. I mean, go to the clean show that, you know, clean is a, a great, great, probably the place to, you know, see what's on the horizon in technology. I mean, just because you've, you've hit the, the peak of today's tech, you know, there's always new stuff out there and there's always gains to be, to be had. I'd like to circle back around to employees again, since you you brought that up and talking about you have a great team, you know, hold on to that team. But how do you first get the employees to that point? How do you get that buy-in to increase efficiency to become that team? So um, I was at an industry event down in Orlando, and um, there was a laundry tour as part of the event, and we toured the new Disney plant. You know, just walking around that laundry and hearing the the managers, I mean, they have the the best employee culture I've seen in any laundry. And and their management style puts a focus on the why. So Disney makes the employees know why their seemingly small role you know, whether they're sorting or feeding towels into a towel folder in the organization has an impact all the way down to the guest. So this ties into quality control, rejecting tears and stains, returning lost and found items. You know, even when Disney built this new plant, a big part of their research was talking to their employees and and saying, hey, you know, what, what do you like about you know, the laundry, what can make it better for you, what can make it more efficient. And they listened and they implemented those suggestions in the new build. So, I mean, to get them to buy in, I think the bottom line is make them feel important because they they really are the, the heartbeat over the organization. All right, let's boil this all down to the simplest terms, kind of a quick summary of what we've discussed. What does it take for a laundry operation to be as efficient and effective as possible? So if I was to rank it, you know, into into three main points, labor efficiency. I mean, take take care of your people. They're they're the ones that are that are really going to make or break the operation. Um, two is preventive maintenance. Um, again, you know, like you're investing in the process labor, process operators, um, also the the technical support staff. 
because they are just as, if not more important than the, the people doing the, uh, the production. And then number three would be energy efficient production machines. You know, if, if, you know, you have the, the, the capability or opportunity for a tunnel washer or even, you know, high extract washers or a, a more efficient chest ironer or thermal recovery equipment, you know, that's certainly got to be in the conversation as well. All right. Well, Seth, I really appreciate you talking with us today and uh, have a great day out there in Oshkosh. All right. Thanks for the time, Matt. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to this episode. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe, reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, was composed by Poddington Bear and is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast. Music